Hey everybody, welcome back to Unexpectedly Gruntled. This is Mark. Uh, this is our third episode. I would say third week, but I kind of lagged. I apologize for that. It's been a couple weeks. I've been traveling for work. But I wanted to tell you guys how much I really appreciate you listening, sharing it with your friends, or making people listen to it, whatever you're doing. It's awesome. Please keep it up. We've had 77 listens and uh, 22 followers on Spotify, so it's very awesome. I appreciate the support. At first, I didn't know if I should talk about all the characters before I talked about the stories in each episode, and I got to thinking about it, and it makes more sense, and it keeps up the spontaneity if I tell you about the characters at the beginning of every episode instead of when I'm almost done or at the beginning of each story. So this week, I was down in Arizona. The characters I'm going to talk about today are number two, who's the front desk lady at this community, and she knows everything. I'm calling her number two because she, she should be at least second in charge. Then there's V. I'm going to call her V for Vendetta, even though she's not necessarily angry. But I think at one point she might have been mildly irritated with me because even though I give everybody nicknames, I could not remember her real name to save my life. And I finally got it, but I think it irritated her. Then there's Doc. Uh, the reason why I'm going to call him Doc is he has one of those fancy hipster mustaches. That's what I called it. He got a little offended. Actually, I don't think he was really offended. But the first conversation I had with him, I said, you know, I don't feel that I can necessarily trust you because you got that mustache. And I feel like if I do something wrong, they're going to put me in a pine box in front of the building. And there'll be a sign around my neck that says, this is what happens if you steal apples from the mercantile. He thought it was a pretty good compliment, I guess. At least that's what he told me. Then there will be Bug, who is a 10-year-old. And uh, she's in fourth grade, and she's very mischievous. And then Tats is uh, somebody who works in Colorado Springs and not in Arizona. That's Tats, like tattoos, because she's got a full sleeve or that she's working on, on her right arm of uh, Disney stuff. It's pretty cool. When I was a kid, there was this show on called In Search Of, and it was hosted by Leonard Nimoy, or Mr. Spock, whatever you want to call him. Uh, and they would look for missing things that people had talked about, heard about. There were rumors of, like they would talk about Stonehenge and Easter Island and Sasquatch, Yeti, the Abominable Snowman, because they were all related. They're like cousins or something. I don't know what the deal was. But anyways, uh, UFOs, just things they couldn't find that nobody had seen. Uh, some of my coworkers probably during the middle of their shift, just things that couldn't be found or explained. So my parents would go out and have like a date night. And this is back in the 70s, uh, making me sound old. But they would go out and I would stay with my grandma, Cassie. It turns out that I found out later on after the fact that she wasn't even my grandma. She was just some lady that was a neighbor to us and my parents liked her and she liked them and she liked me. And she's all like, well, I'll watch Mark for you. So my brother and I would stay at her house and I don't even remember him ever staying there. So I would assume he was around. I probably would have been eight at the time this happened, seven or eight. So he would have definitely been alive. He would have been four, something like that. Anyways, the one that sticks in my head among all the other ones is the ones about Sasquatch. And she lived in this like little wooden house shack thing that reminded me a lot of the log cabin that was in the TV show in the episode where the Bigfoot smashed through the window 
and grabbed whoever was sitting on the couch. And I don't know what the Bigfoot does with the person when she captures them. He just takes them and, you know, maybe they play, play Uno in the woods. I don't know. But when you're a kid, you think the worst possible thing. And don't get me wrong, the things you think when you're a kid are not the things you think when you're an adult. Like when I was seven or eight, I didn't anticipate that the Sasquatch would bust the window out, pull me through the window, throw me on his moped or however Bigfoots get around. I mean, lumber through the woods and, you know, just keep you as like his kid or something. I don't know. Have you do the things he doesn't want to do, like take up the trash or whatever. I didn't know what he did. But as an adult or as I got closer to teens and in my teens, I was always afraid, you know, he'd bust through the window, he'd grab you, he'd take you out in the woods, he'd rip your arm off and beat you to death with it, whatever. I don't know what the Bigfoot did. My point is that it's Halloween, it's October. These are things I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of the Bigfoot still to this day. And I know it's probably not a realistic fear, but every once in a while people will send videos on the internet of the Sasquatch, the Yeti, any of that kind of stuff, and it freaks me out. And actually, now that I think about it, the alien stuff freaked me out too because Close Encounters came out around that same time. And, you know, they're just strange. And anything that walks like a human and shouldn't walk like a human, I've realized as I've gotten older, kind of freaks me out. So I'm afraid of aliens. I'm afraid of Bigfoot, Sasquatch, all the cousins, anybody related to him. Uh, they had a thing about a month and a half, two months ago, about the sun bear in China and about how the sun bear seemed like a person in a bear costume, but the bear would wave at you. Like, if you were close enough, he'd give you a high five or he'd hug you and grab you and take you to the ship. You know, maybe he's friends with the aliens. I don't know what the deal is. Anyways, the sun bear is creepy. So I was at my boss's house and I'd mentioned to her granddaughter bug that I was a little afraid of the sun bear or bears in general or Sasquatch and bears and Bigfoot and aliens and anyways she ran with it so she started showing me videos of the sun bear waving at people which freaks me out like I said it gives me the chills a little bit and then actually she started sending me videos or showing me videos of little baby grizzly bears or brown bears standing up and like dancing like they were happy and I know it's supposed to be cute, but it just freaks me out now. And then the thing with aliens is, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Signs, but there's this alien that strolls across the alley. Like across this alleyway as you're looking down, he's like just striding across, swinging his arms. And it's creepy. Even talking about it now gives me goosebumps, people bumps, whatever you want to call them. Anyways, I don't like it. I just picture this alien is on its way to some sort of seminar about probing and the most effective way to get it accomplished and he's got some deep questions and it's just creepy and I see his UFO parked in the parking lot somewhere in Mexico City I think that's where that scene took place in the movie and on his bumper sticker it says watch your ass so there's a balcony right outside of my office and one of my co-workers would feed the squirrels and has been feeding the squirrels for years. So now the squirrels come up there like they expect something. And I guess they do. So I started feeding the squirrels as well. And the squirrels will come to within a couple feet of me. 
And I uh, told one of my coworkers when they mentioned that the squirrels are always up here, I said, well, the one of those squirrels, and I'm not sure which one it is, is an excellent listener, and he's my therapist, and I basically talked to him and see how his day's been. He asked me. Well, he doesn't ask how mine's been, but he insinuates that he's listening to me, so I tell him how my day's been. He's an excellent, excellent therapist, and he worked for Peanuts, literally. So it's awesome from that perspective. I have a part-time job that I work at, and apparently one of my coworkers there feeds the squirrels. I work for a hotel, and I drive the shuttle to the airport from the hotel. I take people to the airport, basically, drop them off, and then come back. Well, last Sunday, I pulled up in front of the other hotel. I put the car in park. I already had some people on the shuttle. I swung my leg out to the left, and a squirrel ran up my leg and sat on my knee. And I wish I was making this up, but I'm not. It was amazing and a little terrifying at the same time. Anyways, in the seat behind me, there was a flight attendant, and she said, is there a squirrel on your leg? And I said, there is a squirrel on my leg. And I don't have anything to give him. I don't have any peanuts. And I said, squirrel, dude, all I got is coffee. If you want coffee, I can give it to you. And he just kind of ran off. He turned around and ran down my leg. And the flight attendant said that was amazing. I said it was amazing. It was kind of cool. But it was a trip. Anyways, I went over to my hotel after that, after I dropped everybody off at the airport. And I told some of my coworkers there the, the story. And one of my coworkers said to me, that's amazing. You're like a Disney princess now. So right after I took that shuttle to the airport, I went back to the hotel next door to pick up the next person. And uh, this guy came out and he had a guitar. And uh, I put his guitar and his luggage in the back. And uh, I started taking him to the airport and we were talking on the way to the airport. And uh, I said, I don't know if anybody ever told you this, but you're, not, you're looking awful lot like the Jonas Brothers. If the Jonas Brothers were able to make other Jonas Brothers, like clone Jonas Brothers or whatever, this guy, to me, looked like one of the Jonas Brothers, like Jonas Jr. And he said, uh, I have been told that before. Yeah, you know, people tell me that I look similar to them. And, uh, you know, we fiz- finished visiting on the way to the airport, and he mentioned to me, Uh, that he thought I was funny. And I said, well, that's why I started a podcast because some people tell me I'm amusing. So I told him the name of it and he goes, oh, sweet, I'm following you. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And uh, so then when I was getting his luggage out and his uh, guitar, uh, we talked a little bit more and I said, "Uh, since you played here, do you have stuff on Spotify? He goes, I do. And he told me his name and I said, sweet, I'm going to follow you. So I started following this guy and he's got, well, I have 22 Spotify followers. Let me say his is closer to a million than mine is and a lot closer to a million than mine is. However, I started following him also. And then the next day he sent me an Instagram follow request. So we're following each other on Instagram. And I just wanted to tell him, man, I really appreciate you uh, supporting me and listening to me. And I'm going to do the same for you. It's cool uh, having somebody who's far more... uh, respected in the entertainment industry than I am. Uh, Follow me. Thanks. I appreciate it. As I told you, I went down to Arizona this last week. I was in Phoenix, and I realized when I was down there that Arizona is probably built over the entrance to hell, and they didn't seal the door very well, and that's why it's so hot there. It was 98 degrees there on Monday, uh, which is the 9th of October, And that's just really incredibly hot. So I was supposed to be down there to train. Somebody ended up not happening. 
Everyone assumed it was my fault. I didn't even meet the guy yet, so I couldn't have driven him away that quickly. As a matter of fact, I even got an email later in the week from Tats, and she sent a thing to me and said, hey, I heard this guy quit. What did you do to him? I responded back to her. I didn't do anything to him. I didn't even meet the guy, so I can't take the responsibility for this guy quitting or early termination or whatever happened with him. Regardless, he wasn't there. So typically, I will take that person out to lunch a couple times the week I'm down there mentoring them and training them and teaching them about the company. Well, he was supposed to have two assistants. So his first assistant is this guy that's been there, I don't know, since the beginning of time. Like he was wandering around in the desert and they built the community around this guy. And they're all like, oh, the building comes with this dude. And so this dude works there and he's been there forever. Anyways, I went to him and I said, hey, you want to go out to lunch today? And he said to me, well, I don't really eat food. So, uh, no, thank you, though. And I don't even think he said thanks, but that doesn't matter. So I went to the second assistant and I said to this guy, and he's brand new. He's been there a week or two. And I said to him, hey, do you want to go out and get lunch today? And he's all like, uh, my wife packed my lunch and I've got a snack pack and it's chocolate. So I think I'm going to eat here. So I then proceeded to go find Doc. I asked Doc, I said, hey, man, nobody wants to go eat lunch. Do you want to go eat lunch with me? He said, yeah, that'd be terrific. And I said, cool, let's go eat. So number two had mentioned a bunch of places to me to eat. She also said I should drive to Sedona. I think she just wanted me to get lost in the desert. So maybe I wouldn't come back to the community. That was the second day I was there. The first day she said, go to Sedona. Turns out it's like hours away and I probably would have got lost. Whatever. I didn't go to Sedona. So number, no, not number two. Doc and I decided to go eat at one of the places she recommended. This Mexican restaurant called Carolina's. So we went there. He ordered a burrito, although they call it a burro there. Why? I have no idea, but they do. He ordered that. I ordered something else. And he got his food. I got my food. He started eating. He goes, there's paper in here. And I said, well, they don't charge any extra for that. It's included in the price. So then he and I got to talking about what a great idea it would be if they could make paper so thin that it would fit inside your food, like inside of your burrito, so you didn't taste the paper, but it was flavored like whatever. So for example, if you had hamburger, it would be flavored like cheese, or in the burrito, it would be flavored like refried beans. So the whole point of this paper being inside of the food would be that when you go number two and not the front desk lady, when you actually go number two, number two, you wouldn't have to wipe. I thought it was a brilliant idea. He and I thought it was a brilliant idea. I brought it up to one of my friends. I was talking to Tangled. I said, what do you think of this idea? She said, I think talking to you is like the equivalent of eating a pot brownie. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. I guess it means I'm sort of some sort of trip or high or whatever. Anyways, she thinks we should pat we should patent the idea. So over the next couple of weeks we're going to be talking about things you're afraid of. If you want to send those into us, it's u n e x g r u n t l e d at gmail.com. You can also put them on the uh, Facebook, you can click on the little link button and it will actually send a message just to me so everybody doesn't know what you're afraid of. That way I don't have to tell everybody 
who you are exactly. I can make up a nickname for you and it'll be a secret. But since it's Halloween, we're talking about stuff that's kind of scary to everybody. And that will be in the next episode, which I promise will be out next Friday, the 20th. All right, everybody. Everyone knows I do a little self-help thing. Things to work on your relationship, help with your friends, make your life better overall. You know, unfortunately... Things happen sometimes, not necessarily in the order we would like them to happen in. But regardless, I read a book called The Five Love Languages, and uh, it's really changed the way I deal with people. There are five different love languages. If you guys are interested in reading it, it's fantastic. One of them is words of affirmation, where you say kind things, nice things to people. Uh, One is quality time, where people enjoy spending time with you and want to spend time with you. Uh, one of the love languages is some people like to receive gifts, and that's the way you can show affection and that you care about them is by giving them gifts. It doesn't have to be anything fantastic and major. It could just be uh, something small, uh, acts of service, uh, washing the dishes for your loved one, uh, helping with the laundry, taking out the trash, doing whatever needs to be done to help. And then the fifth one is physical touch. And... Uh, Physical touch, obviously, is explained by itself. But The Five Love Languages is a great book. It will help you with uh, dealing with your loved ones. And I told you I would talk about the people that I'd met. The only person I haven't spoken about is V, which I told you I kept screwing up her name. Uh, And then she actually still listened to my podcast, which I really, really appreciate. She actually listened to both episodes And she said one of the nicest things anybody's ever said to me. She said, you know what, when you were talking about the self-help stuff, uh, you know, the anxiety and being there for the people that you love and being around them, she said that really touched her in it and it made her feel better about herself and it made her feel good. And I think that's awesome that I actually touched someone and then it made a difference. And hopefully, uh, you know, I can continue to do so by sharing this with you guys. One observation I've made since uh, I've been... I don't know, kind of winging it through life right now, is that dudes, and maybe it's not just dudes, it might be girls too, if you have a significant other, I'm fairly confident it's not a race for you to get into the building or whatever. Why don't you get out of the car, walk around, let the other person out, and maybe walk to the building together. Keep in mind, I'm just as guilty of this as everyone else is. But for some reason, the dudes think it's some sort of race, and I see that they're 25 to 30 feet ahead of the girl on the way to the building, like they're going to win the blue ribbon at the state fair if they get there first. That's not going to happen. But you might earn a blue ribbon and some brownie points, maybe some extra hugs and kisses, if you open the door for that person and walk with them to the building. Well, this week I only have four songs for the playlist. The songs are Stages by Joseph O'Brien. Has to deal with indecision. And I just want to tell you, when I listened to the song, it made me think that you just need to have faith, relax and breathe, and take it one day at a time. A Better Man by Blue October. After I listened to the song, I realized that I've pushed people away in my life and uh, built up walls. And there's one part of the song, and this isn't the exact words, but it's close. He says something like, Easy Mr. Wrecking Ball, which I can relate to. 
Keep Me In Mind by the Zach Brown Band. I went and saw them this week with uh, Wolverine and Storm, which I haven't talked about her before, but I will, I'm sure, in the future. Uh, and we had a good time together, and it was Wolverine's uh, birthday present. And then Forgotten Years by Midnight Oil, and this song just makes me glad to be alive. I'm trying to keep these under 20 minutes for you guys. This one's going to be a little bit over because I just thought of something. So I talked to a flight attendant earlier this week, and I said, what are you afraid of? And she said that she's afraid of heights. And I said, that's crazy. Why would you be a flight attendant then? It doesn't matter what the answer was. The point is that I'm afraid of aliens. I'm not going to go camping in Roswell, New Mexico, lay on top of my sleeping bag without underwear on with my butt in the air. You know what I'm saying. You guys have a great week. Love your people. Give them a hug. Tell them how much you care about them and how important they are to you. See you next week.